I didn't really expect to like Desperados 3 all that much, but I did. I really enjoyed it. The game bills itself as a tactical, hardcore stealth game set in a ruthless Wild West scenario, but actually, I look at it as more of a puzzle game. Yes, it's a stealthy Wild West themed puzzle game, but I still look at it as a puzzle game, and the moment I started to look at it as a puzzle game, I started to enjoy it a whole lot more. The story revolves around Cooper, a Wild West gunslinger. Oh, okay, let me just stop there. There isn't a whole lot of gunslinging in this game. If the guns come out, it's usually the point at which you failed a mission. It's definitely a stealth game. There's a lot more stealth in it than there ever is gunslinging, although you do get to play with some six shooters and even Gatling guns occasionally. So anyway, Cooper is out for revenge against some other Western badass called Frank. And you're going to have to put a gang together and track down Frank across the course of 16 different Wild West themed levels. The story does actually play together and tie together quite well, but it is definitely just uh, a way of connecting the levels together. Each section of every level is populated by a bunch of guards. There's different types of guards. They have different strengths and weaknesses. Some are only vulnerable to certain team members on your side. And it's going to be your objective to use your team members' abilities, all of which are fairly unique, by the way, to get from point A to point B, and sometimes to point C and D along the way to escape some horrible situation you've got in, to maybe track down some NPC who has information on Frank, or maybe just to go and find some mission-critical item that advances the story a little bit. And this is why I say the game is a puzzle game, because every section you come across, you'll find the guards, and you will find that every guard, more or less, is watched by at least one other guard, and maybe by two. They all have little patrol routes, they all have little activities they do, and they all have a pattern that you will have to learn in every situation. And you will be looking for the weakness in that pattern or in that patrol route. So as an example, let's say you've got two guards standing around a pot full of beans over a campfire talking to each other. You've got three more guards patrolling around the camp. You've got a long coat who's the boss of all this. Those are really tough and can only be killed in melee by Hector, the strongest of your team. And you've got a poncho who's standing watch over everyone on top of a guard tower. You can right click on individual guards to see where their cone of vision extends to and which bits are in shade and shadow that you can kind of crouch around in and hide in. And you've got to figure out at what point are one of the guards going to be out of vision of the rest? Or do I have a way of distracting them with the various special abilities I have so that some are either looking the wrong way or I can draw one of the guards towards me or to a safe spot where I can assassinate them? Easier said than done, because guards like the poncho and the long coat are going to be immune to distraction techniques, or at least some of them. And this is where the puzzle element really comes in. And sometimes you'll sit and look at a situation for quite some time before you can see, aha, that's the one I need to do first. When he goes behind that barrel over there, he's out of sight of the others. Or if I leave footprints in the mud over there, that guy will see them, but only that guy. He'll come to investigate. I can draw him out behind the bushes and kill him there. And once you find the way in, the way in of breaking down the circle, of all the guards covering each other then you've cracked it you can defeat that little situation and move on to the next one but sometimes it can be damn tough and there's going to be times when you're going to need to activate two characters simultaneously which you can do in the showdown mode you can pause the game at any time and give orders to your entire team and then you can when you unpause you can click an execute button at whatever point you want and they will all instantly carry out those orders and there's going to be many times in the game you're going to have to coordinate actions between your team members like that and again adds to the depth of puzzlement and it's 
a really good feature, I think, but it does make you think and work really hard to try and solve these situations. Oh, and don't forget to tidy up after yourself because a corpse or a tied up guard left out in the open might catch the eye of one of his comrades. And if it does, well, it'll set the alarms off. You could be in trouble. Although you can sometimes use this as a distraction technique to draw another guard out of their regular patrol path if they spot someone's feet sticking out of the bushes, for example. So dump your corpses and tied up guards in bushes, into unused buildings, throw them off cliffs, dump them in rivers, or my favourite, throw them down the well. It's kind of like doing a jigsaw, but, well, in reverse. In a jigsaw, you find that one piece that fits in, and suddenly you can find all the bits that fit around it. In this, you've got to find that one piece that you can take away without dislodging all the other bits, and suddenly you find you can take out all the other bits around it. And that's how I look at Desperados 3. It's a puzzle game. Before, when I was thinking of it as a stealth game, I'd get kind of frustrated because this is damn difficult, let me tell you. But as soon as I started seeing it as a puzzle game, I started to really, really enjoy it. The game is very hard, very challenging. It's designed that you will fail, reload, try, fail, reload, try, and maybe learn a little bit, maybe experiment a bit, but you are designed to fail a lot. So much so, in fact, that there's a little prompt that pops up on screen if you haven't saved the game in the last one minute of play. Yes, folks, you will be loading and reloading maybe 50 times in some levels to get through them. The levels themselves can be quite long. I took over three hours to do a couple of them. All right, let's talk about some of the things I really liked about Desperados 3. And I'm going to start with the sound. The music in particular is excellent. I really loved it right from the moment the title screen of the game loads up as you turn it on. It just feels like you are in a Wild West movie. It is so beautifully on theme and feels absolutely epic. I really enjoyed it. It does help set the scene and get you in the mood. Likewise, the voice acting and voiceover was absolutely superb. You know the drill. Everybody out. Y yes, sir. Look at them run. Something in your ears. Just finishing my drink. Listen, asshole, we own this town now. I particularly like Frank's voice, the big villain of the game. It is so deep and dark and gravelly. It sounds really, really good. And I think they've done a great job on the voiceover in this. Now, the next thing I like is the difficulty of this game. It is challenging. I mentioned it was hard at first and you're designed to fail a lot. And that is exactly true. I just played it on normal difficulty. There is hard difficulty and there is desperado difficulty above that. And I found it hard on normal. In fact, it gets to the point of being frustrating in some situations. It is that tricky. But with this comes that beautiful reward when you finally do crack it. And when you get it right, it feels great. It feels like you've achieved something. It's that sense of achievement we look for in difficult games. Once you've done it, you feel like you've beaten something. And I've got to say, in this, the difficulty comes from the situation you are given and your ability to figure it out. There are very few times when you need twitch reactions in this game, and that's usually when you've done something wrong. And sometimes I've sat looking at a particular part of a level where there's guards patrolling around, and I spent maybe 20 minutes just scratching my head thinking, I can't see what to do. I don't know what to do here. And suddenly you'll spot it, an idea will jump into your mind, or an idea you get to use one of your team's special abilities, and you think, that's what I need to do. And suddenly 
everything falls into place and you feel epic. Now, along with this game being that difficult, they've got this quick load, quick save feature, which is absolutely essential in this game, but it's actually designed into the game. You are designed to save the game every one to two minutes. You are designed to try a situation, trying to get through the middle of a, of a saloon or something like that and fail many times and just load back in. The developers have designed it purposely like that so that you can experiment with different ways and you don't feel bad about trying something and if it goes wrong, well, just loading in because you know it's designed to be like that. And I think this is really cool because it does allow you to try some ridiculous things just to see if it'll work. And if it pays off, then even better. Another thing I really liked is the team that you are given to get through. And you don't have all team members available for every mission. You've got Cooper, the gunslinger and knife thrower. You've got Doc, the sniper and uh, mysterious character of the underworld, I would say. Isabel, voodoo artist. Hector, big strong man. And Kate, a master of disguise. These are some really cool characters and I love the very different abilities they have like Hector's great at carrying two corpses at once and running with them if you need to get them quickly out of sight of a patrolling guard somewhere whereas Kate's disguise is excellent for distracting well it's useful for distracting male guards uh, useless at distracting female guards which is another element of puzzle that's thrown in your way but overall the team members are great and you really feel like all the abilities are extremely useful at some point. In fact, some of them are essential to get past certain objects in the game. Now, I mentioned that there were 16 levels to the game and every single level has a ton of achievements and badges to earn. Like I mentioned, one of the levels taking me about three hours to play. I think the speed run time for that level is about 15 minutes or something crazy. Yeah, you will look at these at the end and feel inadequate. You think, I've just spent two hours trying to get through the middle of New Orleans here and it says the speed run time is 17 minutes. I must have done crap. No, that's, that's not the case. And often when you play through a level for the first time, you are learning learning how it works, you're learning where you need to go, you're learning maybe some shortcuts you can take. And those extra achievements in the form of speed runs and doing it without killing anyone or doing it with only using one character or doing it without using certain abilities, well, those are for when you've thoroughly learned the game. And these add replay value to some people. I particularly didn't feel the need to go replaying through to get any of these achievements. I just enjoyed playing each level for the challenge that it was. But for those of you that like extra challenges and want to do more stuff with the game, there's plenty in there to keep you entertained. And finally, I will say that whilst all the levels are pretty good and they're all good fun, the last two levels of the game, level 15 and 16, absolutely made it for me. I really love them. They are long, they are challenging, they need a lot of thought, but they just feel right. The level of difficulty versus the feeling of satisfaction you get when you crack them is absolutely spot on. And I thoroughly loved them. And really, the last two did change my opinion of the game. It was it was an OK game before and I was enjoying it, but I loved the last two levels. So stick with it, folks. Now on to a few things I didn't really like so much or I was disappointed in with Desperados 3. And whilst I mentioned that the sound, the music and voices were awesome, I wasn't so impressed with the visuals. Yeah, they're just merely functional. They, they, they do fine for the type of game that it is. But there were some instances where I had difficulty making things out. And because of the 
particular angle of the camera and the view that you get, which is rotatable, by the way, there were some instances where you couldn't actually clearly make out that there was a difference in levels in the game. For example, there was one where there was some guards stood on top of what turned out to be the top of a wooden shack. But because the camera angle looked at it, it's just the, the perfect angle, really. It blended in to the wooden boardwalk behind it a level lower. And it caused me all sorts of problems until I, I figured I was clicking on what turned out to be a level higher and sending my guy out into the wrong place. And there's a couple of instances like that. But overall, the, the graphics were just, they were just functional. There was nothing special. They're not bad, but they're nothing great either. Now, whilst the game does encourage you to experiment and use different abilities on the characters to try and get past tough situations, whichever way you want. I've got to say that there are plenty of stages which very much feel like there is one way and only one way to get past them. So you might have a great idea about using Hector's bear trap and strength and whistling to attract guards and all sorts of clever stuff. But if that particular situation wasn't designed with that as a possibility, it ain't going to work no matter how you try to use it. And there's a lot of situations where you think, okay, I've, I've tried everything else, and you finally find the one way that you could get that to work. Now, that might be something that comes with experience. The more you play this game and these sort of games, you can become better at spotting ways of doing stuff. But I did find there was a lot of situations which kind of killed my yearn to experiment and do crazy stuff. And I would realize, well, I've got one chance to get past this and that's the only way I'm going to do it. Like I, there's one guard that you have to take out first and then there's one guard you have to take out next and in, and you have to do it in sequence otherwise the whole situation just ain't going to work. And I found that there was quite a lot of those situations and it, it just make it feel a little bit linear then. For a Wild West themed game of any type, there's not much gunplay in this. In fact, your characters that do have guns, they don't all, they also have limited ammunition. Now you do get to pull the shotguns and the pistols and everything else out occasionally and Doc's sniper revolver thing that he's got is, can actually be used a bit more, but there's very little gunplay in this, apart from situations that are clearly designed to use it. And if you get to the situation where you've set the alarms off and you think, right, I'll just shoot my way through it, nine times out of ten, you will fail right there, and it just can't be done. Now, this is a style of play that fits in perfectly with other games in this series, like there's the Shogun Shadow Tactics games, where I think you play some sort of stealthy samurai type of warrior, and there's the old Commandos games from decades ago. Now, they seem to fit in well like that, but for a Wild West game, I kind of like to see the guns come out a bit, but maybe that's just sort of the Wild West media that I've grown up with. I don't know, movies and TV series and stuff. But do be aware that you, you won't be guns blazing through these levels it just is not going to happen and finally this is not so much a complaint about it as just a as a wish i would have i just wish you could choose your team members for each level maybe as a reward for after you finish the game once you see there's lots of levels where you are given specific team members to play with and you have to use those ones to get through it makes sense early on in the story and for certain parts later on where one team member's gone missing but i would love the ability to unlock it maybe after you finish the game and instead of being given cooper and isabel and kate to do one mission you can actually go in with cooper and doc and hector because they have completely different abilities and i think it'd be just really fun and cool to be able to to do that and try 
each mission and maybe some missions wouldn't even be doable without a specific member but hey that's up to you to go and learn that i just think it'd be nice to be able to use more team members in more situations but that's just a, a it's not really a complaint at the game it's just something i would love to have seen implemented so overall, I enjoyed the game and I see it as a Wild West themed stealthy puzzle game rather than a hardcore tactical stealth game just because of the way you have to approach each situation. But it was fun. I did enjoy it. The story is nice and it is tied up well at the end. I'm sure there's going to be DLC available for this. And if you're into doing lots and lots and lots of extra challenges and trying to get all the badges that you possibly can for each mission, you're going to get hours and hours and hours of gameplay out of this it took me about 30 hours to complete the campaign and i'm happy to leave it there that's me i'm done i don't feel a need to go back and get the extra badges but if you're the type of player that loves going for those extra challenges or trying to do things in a different way just to see if you can achieve it then you'll get even more playtime out of this and i promise you you will love it just be prepared to be frustrated at some points but as i say once you see the missing piece of the puzzle you'll be able to figure it out. So my overall rating for this is a seven out of 10, but if you're the type of person like a completionist that really loves to go at things until you've got everything you can out of it, then you would probably see it as more of an eight or even a nine out of 10. So if you found the review useful, do let me know in the comments and please consider subscribing and stick around for more.